welcome back to Egos and Burritos. Um, if you're tuning in today, this is going to be our second episode, and I'm really excited about this one. This one is kind of special to me uh, because I'll be interviewing one of my lifelong friends. Uh, we have known each other since we were four and five years old, and have been have actually stayed in touch since then. And she is a very remarkable person. She is very involved in the fashion industry. And that's why I'm also excited to talk about is we're diving into a topic that I really don't have any experience in. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this episode and I'm really excited. I was able to catch up with a long-term friend of mine. Um, but yeah, so this episode will be interviewing Lindsay Bradley, a lifelong friend and a fashion designer. So hope you enjoy. My next guest of the podcast is Lindsay Bradley, an extremely talented fashion producer from Colorado. She is currently working in the heart of New York City at a luxurious fashion brand. She has a passion for traveling, learning about other cultures, and loves to make life a constant adventure. She has lived in Italy, went paragliding in Switzerland, and spent New Year's at the Full Moon Festival in Thailand. With further ado, I'd like to welcome Lindsay to Egos and Burritos. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah. So how are you doing in lockdown? Uh, you back home in Colorado? Yes, I am. I'm currently staying at my mom's house, um, just kind of waiting and out. But New York was like a serious hotbed for COVID. So I was like, I'm going to get out of here for a bit. And I'm um, just trying to keep myself busy with, you know, art and cooking and some fun things I can do inside the house. So Nice. What art have you been doing? Uh, I've done some painting. I've done some graphic design. I'm currently working on like decorating this like denim jacket. I've been like hand painting on it. Is this going to be your new like fashion design, this new j denim jacket? I've been thinking about it, like making like an Etsy or something and selling like, I've done like a few jeans and stuff before. So I've just been thinking I can like make a few pieces, sell them for some from income, you know, who knows? Oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's uh, quarantine. Might as well do something to keep yourself busy. You should do like a full-on fashion show, but do it over like Zoom or FaceTime or something. Oh, that's a that really good, good idea, honestly. Well, I like it. I'll start working on it. I don't know who would, I guess I could be the model for it considering I'd be the only person around, but yeah. You and your mom could for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, Carrie would be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Well, sweet, dude. Well, um, my biggest um, kind of thing I was kind of curious is I'm so far away from the fashion industry. Um, and I was kind of curious if you can kind of describe like a day at your work and kind of what uh, life is like inside the fashion industry. Okay. Um, the fashion industry is crazy. Honestly, it's a lot of late nights, um, a lot of chaos, occasional weekends. Um, I'm typically definitely putting over 40 hours on an average week. Um, not right now because it's, you know, pretty calm. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's working. But um, with my position, I do development and production. And so what that mainly entails is that we have our head designers for the company and they'll come up with their ideas and then I will follow it through. So pretty much I make these things called like bills of materials or, um, material sheets and then like cut tickets which just pretty much include all like the fabric the trims you know zippers buttons 
um, thread and like the colors of everything and the placement of everything. And it's pretty much just like a directional hand guide for everything. And then I work with New York, LA and China, and then I'll send it out to a factory and they'll produce a sample. Um, I manage it through that and make sure, you know, if they have any questions, I can answer them and then they'll send us the samples and then we will fit them and then um, make any corrections or adjustments to, you know, the fit or the look of it. If something turns out and we don't really like it, we can change it then. And then we'll do that, like, you know, there could be one sample and it could be perfect and then we'll just follow through with that or we can do like two or three and then they start making the whole bulk of the production that will go into stores. Um, and so then they'll send one more sample just for like final checks and then we check that and then I pretty much just follow it all the way through until the end when everything's made and then I pass it then they pass it off to our warehouse and so then it's handed off and that's pretty much what my daily job is um, there's always problems or issues that arise I'm constantly putting out random fires but it's exciting and it's keeps me busy for sure and I've learned a lot so but it's good yeah that's my daily that's pretty much the daily day day to day of what I do that sounds insane it sounds like you're kind of always on your toes definitely I will constantly be getting phone calls from people in LA or China and there's some issue and like they don't have the right buttons or the thread's not the right color or something's not coming out right and they can't do that. And I'm just like constantly trying to figure out how we can fix the solution. I'm like running around the office asking different people like what they can do about different things. And, but it's, um, it's cool because I pretty much manage it from a sketch to what is the final product. So I do have a lot of bit of control and I kind of see it all the way through, which is pretty exciting. Oh, that's amazing. So have you ever, had like a piece that you saw all the way through and it was just like the best piece or I'm trying to think of words to describe this like you were just really stoked on it finally being done like yeah in mind. definitely there's been a few things that um are more are of our elaborate pieces which usually we produce like in new york in like a smaller kind of environment which might either have like a lot of embroidery or sequins or a lot of detail to it and those are always like really fun because you kind of see them all the way through and then usually they're those pieces that are like the runway showstoppers and they're just always really fun to see and then you know you'll see celebrities wearing it and it's always just like really cool to see that and be like I'm pretty much saw that all the way through like I pretty much made that for you and so it's it's fun for sure oh that is so amazing um, so with kind of your position you are in right now, is this kind of uh, a stepping stone to kind of becoming the head designer? Um, yeah, so I would ideally love to, in my future positions, move up into more the design focused position, um, be like the assistant designer and then hopefully be my own designer someday would be like my dream is have my own line was pretty much been like what I've been aiming to do since I was like a kid. So. I like with that you kind of have to know this area pretty well and know everything that goes into it so this is definitely just like a really good learning experience and a stepping stone that will hopefully lead to me being my own designer like and have my own brand eventually would be the dream <laughs> oh, that's awesome that actually leads us really well into the next question so um if when you design your own line of clothes what kind of style design would you 
would you prefer? Like, what is your design style and where do you kind of draw that inspiration from? Um, I mean, I typically, like in what I do now, I work in ready to wear, which is more um, just garments that are ready to be sold and like worn to society versus more avant-garde, which is more elaborate and not really wearable, which I love avant-garde, but I'm more practical in the sense that people do need to wear the clothes that they're, you know, we're making. Um, so I'm definitely more just ready to wear, but with that, I mean, I really draw inspiration from, I like to be fun, you know, I'm a little kooky in my style and in pieces I've created in my own collections and stuff, I draw inspiration usually from different, just like periods of history. I'm really into like different fashion trends from maybe like the 16th century or I mean, even just like the 1960s, just different time periods, trying to make it fun. I also draw a lot of inspiration from arts and different just things in nature. I mean, for my collection that I made for my senior year of college, I did a lot of hand-painted textiles that I made myself that I based off of photographs I took throughout Europe and then kind of used like a 1960s, 70s kind of groovy aesthetic with it. Um, so like, yeah, that's kind of my, my vibe is combining arts and history and just nature and everything that's around you kind of. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. So do you have like a specific period of time that you really like to draw from specifically or does it kind of change depending on what type of style are you going for? It kind of changes based on my mood, but I mean, I like really love like, like the 1600s, like Marie Antoinette style with like big poofy head pieces and fluff and lace and big skirts. I mean, obviously that's not wearable, but to take just little aspects of that and then channel it into more modern day pieces, I think is really fun. It creeps, it's, makes it a little more exciting elaborate and that time period was just very like ornate and fashionable I don't know it's just a very cool time in fashion to me at least that's fair that's so cool yeah yeah I am the worst with fashion I've never been a fashionable person since I was young so um I'm glad people are out there to help me you know <laughs> <laughs> yes no worries i mean yeah fashion's not for everyone but i think you have great taste ryan so i appreciate that, I appreciate that. <laughs> um so yeah so what is kind of next in your plan for the fashion industry i know you mentioned you would love to become head designer and you're having your own line of you know items uh what would you say is your most next immediate step would it be doing a fashion show or yeah what's kind of your plan um i think like Ideally, I would get a job that's just like an assistant designer to kind of take that stepping stone and then hopefully on the side, you know, like with some of the stuff I've been doing with just like denim and stuff, just start to make my own kind of little design project and launch that just for something that I can do that's not super time consuming, but still kind of gets my name out there. And then hopefully it can grow and I can grow. And then eventually once I have enough financial backing I can kind of launch my own thing that'd be so awesome so would with this kind of idea of creating your own line on the side um is there such thing as like a fashion resume you can include that side project kind of in a fashion resume that you can give to 
yeah or something is yeah yeah we make like portfolios so it pretty much is just like a a book that you can flip through that has all your designs different things that you've worked on um so like i kind of have one now based on just projects and stuff i've done throughout like university but i'm hoping that like once i kind of get my own thing going that can really kind of take over my portfolio and then that's what you would you know eventually hand to designers or companies that you would hopefully want to design for and that's what really gets you through the door that is so cool well i'm truly ruined for you I, I would love to kind of see your fashion kind of out there that'd be really really awesome thank you um sweet well i was hoping to change topics just a little bit um so uh, you mentioned to me that you were uh, pretty well traveled and you really enjoy uh, experiencing other cultures uh, so I was curious on what was your favorite destination to travel to and why? That's always like a really hard question for me because I have loved every place I've ever been because they all have their own unique history and culture and things that shape them. And like, I've, you know, found something to love about every single one of them. But I mean, I studied abroad in Italy and I really just like fell in love with Italy. It's just a melting pot of history and just like everywhere you go, every city has like its own significant piece of history, whether it's like the Roman empire or the Renaissance. And like, you just like feel like you stepped into like a little history book with all the buildings pretty much being like from the original time they were built, whether that's like the, you know, 1200s or the, 1600s or whatever and I just find that very fascinating the food there is delicious the people were amazing um I love myself some wine and I really got into wine there um so probably Italy would be my favorite place just because I have the deepest emotional attachment but I've really loved everywhere um and I recently was in Indonesia and Thailand and I really fell in love with that I'd never traveled to Asia before and that the people there are just so nice the landscape is just incredible and it's just it's a beautiful culture and it's yeah it was really really cool being there so I don't know but everywhere is great <laughs> yeah for sure it's hard to choose one um so I think with your time in Italy were you kind of like did you really immerse yourself because it was study abroad that's a lot different than just going and being a tourist type of deal so did that influence uh, kind of your travel experience? Definitely. Um, that was like, you know, my first big experience. I had like traveled out of the country, but that was like my first, you know, like I was settled there for, you know, about six months. Um, and I, you know, traveled all throughout Italy, but was based in Florence. And I, you know, took Italian. So I was like learning Italian. I took a lot of like kind of culture, like I took a class that I, you know, studied the like architecture and the buildings in Florence and their history and like a lot of different classes that really kind of just immersed me in the culture and I learned a lot more. Um, and so I feel like I really kind of, at the end I felt Italian, although I'm not Italian at all, but <laughs> I was like, this is my home, these are my people. And my mom was like, no, they're not, come back to America now. But it really was like an immersive experience and I really just like, learned so much about their lifestyle there and i just fell in love but yeah awesome yeah i've only been to italy one since it was the is bolton is the furthest northest pretty okay yeah 
And I like felt so bad because I just wasn't able to like really experience much. But I think I was only there for a night, so I'm pretty envious. You'll have to go back. You'll have to go back. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely have to. Um, sweet. So you kind of touched on this, and I was curious on what some of the more interesting things you've learned while travel while traveling. That could be like about yourself or generally interesting quirky facts. Anything that you kind of took back with you uh, while you're traveling. Um, I feel like something I've learned a lot is like about religions. Like I've, I'm not a super religious person, honestly, but like, I think they're fascinating. And like in Thailand, I learned a lot about like Buddhism and what it means to them. And I went to many temples and how learned how they, you know, respect the Buddha and the meaning of that to them and the meaning of life to them. And then in Indonesia, I learned about Hinduism, which is something I had never really known anything about, and how they worship many gods, and how each god signifies something. And then, I mean, I just feel like it's so important to each country's culture, and how they live their lives, and, you know, they, how they eat, how they dress, what they do. And so it's just like, really fascinating to learn all about what's important to them and what makes them who they are. And so I feel like through religion, I've really learned a lot about different countries that I never really understood before until I had traveled to them and like was with like in the religion itself and within the people who, you know, celebrate the holidays there and celebrate it. Yeah, I mean, religion is one of those, the most interesting things to every culture, like you said, because it incorporates so much. It incorporates art, it incorporates history, and, you know, cultural practices all in one topic, and it's pretty interesting. I think you get a really good glimpse of the world that they're living in just by looking at their religion, and so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, so, last time you and I hung out was uh, Christmas, um, yes. and you were on your way to the Full Moon Festival. I was really curious on that story. Uh, it sounded like a wild time. <laughs> yes, uh, the Full Moon Festival is held on the island of Koh Phangan in Thailand. It's um, off of like the east coast of Thailand. Um, you have to take a little, you have to take a plane to an island called Koh Samui, and then you take a boat or a ferry to Koh Phangan. Um, it's a festival that they hold every month on the full moon as well as at New Year's and it pretty much brings about 30,000 plus um, people to it every time they celebrate it. Um, and so it's people from all over the world, you know, I met, you know, locals as well as people from, you know, England and France and New Zealand and Australia and you know, Germany and America and Canada and S South America and pretty much it was just a melting pot of the entire world that comes together for pretty much just a crazy kind of music festival in a sense. Um, it has, it's along this beach and there's DJs set up all along the beach, um, each playing different, you know, types of music and there is just all of these different people running around dancing and there's different clubs you can go into off the beach and there are a lot of things involving fire there was a lot of like fire dancer people and there was like a giant sign that was like in flames saying the full moon party as well as like probably like a 50 foot flaming jump rope that people were 
jumping through, um, which looked very dangerous, but was very entertaining to watch. <laughs> um, and everyone was drinking out of giant buckets, which were a bit dangerous. They were like buckets full of alcohol and soda and Red Bull. And you really didn't know how strong they were until after you were drinking them and it hit you. But it was a wild experience. I met a lot of really cool people. Um, it went all night until like the sunrise and it was definitely something I would recommend someone to try once, but I don't think I could ever attend it again. Honestly, I was very exhausted for like two <laughs> days after that, but it was, it was very fun and it was a very cool way to celebrate 2020 for sure. Yeah, your body can only handle so much of that, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, no. Oh, and I <laughs> wanted to sleep all day. But I was like, I'm in Thailand. I need to do stuff. Like, I need to go see things. And, you know, I'm only going to be yeah. here. Yeah. That's fair. That sounds like such an amazing New Year's experiment. experiment. It was very fun. It was wild for sure. But it was definitely, like, probably the – it was the – best new year's i've ever had to this day so far so that's so yeah. cool well, that's that is now on my bucket list i'm like yeah i recommend and people are like telling me all these cool things i'm like i want to do all these things <laughs> yeah. i i know i'm like ryan you would probably be the person to jump into the giant jump rope of fire oh, honestly 100 i would i'd probably need a few buckets of that soda alcohol thing though <laughs> yeah definitely i yeah i feel like everyone needed that to get the courage to do it but i mean some people were going for a minute some people would jump in and then right then the jump rope would hit them and they'd be like on the ground and be like oh and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh watch from the side and take videos <laughs> i am too scared because i'm very clumsy and i know i will like light my hair on fire if i try to do this right <laughs> you're like i'm clumsy sober so <laughs> yeah like this is not the time for me to be jumping into flaming ropes so that is so cool well yeah, that sounds like such an amazing experience. Um, yeah, so I was kind of curious. I know we're switching topics a little bit. Um, from your travels, um, have you brought back any famous recipes that you kind of still cook today or something that you just hold very dear to your heart? Yeah, I mean, I've taken some really fun cooking classes in different places, um, which actually during quarantine, I have been making a lot of the recipes. Oh, nice. um, so I made, I mean, I took up a few different like pasta dishes in Italy. And then most recently in Thailand, I took, um, I did a cooking class in Chiang Mai, which was super fun. Um, we went to this like farm and we learned all about different herbs that are popular in Asia and what they're good for and different vegetables and just kind of picked through this garden. And there was like chickens with fresh little eggs. And then we did this whole like four course meal. And I learned I love Thai curry. I get it a lot at a local restaurant called Indochine in Parker, Colorado. Indochine. Yes, you've yes. heard of it, of course. And so um, I love their curry there. And so I was very excited to learn to make curry. Um, I didn't realize how hard curry was to make because you have to like make the paste, which involves you like grinding up herbs and like, like in peppers in like a little like stone bowl with like a little stone like thing. It's like a mortar and a I think you know I, what you're talking about. Yeah, it kind you, of grinds things you up. You probably right? have known, yeah. Like, they use it in, like, Mexican restaurants to make, like, guacamole sometimes, I yeah, feel like. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 
And so you have to like do that, but it like takes a long time and like you really have to grind it up, but it was like really worth it. And then I just like made it again for my mom and she was like very impressed by it. She was like, you did like, seriously, you just made that. And I'm like, yeah, you just watched me make it. But that was, that was it. And so I was really excited about that because it was something I never thought I could personally ever make. And like, although it took time, it was definitely like worth it. And I'm excited to continue making it to impress people with my um, curry making skills. Nice. Okay. So we have to make curry to impress people. Is that what I'm hearing? That's the key. Yeah. It's the way to impress people. Yeah. Nice. I'll make sure you remember that for like date nights, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They'd be like, oh my gosh, you made this. It would work every time, Ryan. Well, sweet. Well, I'm definitely going to take that recipe. And uh, is, can we include this one in the podcast that I'll post out? Yeah, definitely. I will send you the recipe after this. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Um, sweet. Well, I'm really excited to make that. Um, so in general, um, I'm kind of curious some what's next in your agenda after this pandemic. I know you're stuck in Colorado for a little bit. Um, yeah. But after that, what's your plan? Um, I'm excited to get back to New York. Um, in May, it will have been two years since I initially moved there. So I'm going to be back in May, hope, luckily for my two years. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, my lease will be up, so I'll be moving to a new apartment, which will be exciting. And then, you know, hopefully get back into the office um, see where I can go from there, you know, you know, hopefully try to find maybe a different job in the future that's a little more design oriented, but, you know, just trying to, ready to get back into reality, get back with my coworkers who I all really enjoy and get back into the swing of things. Um, I'm just excited to be in New York for summer, go to the beach and see where life takes me after this. I kind of feel like this is like, a bummer, but I feel like it's kind of like going to be like a new beginning after when everyone's like released back into society. Like, you know, you can kind of do what you had all this time to kind of like get your life together. And then you can kind of go back and like, you know, take on things you were wanting to do before and, you know, work on projects you hadn't done before. And yeah, so we'll just see, but I'm excited. I feel that too. I mean, this kind of break, uh, this, lockdown really gave me time to you know start this podcast i've been wanting to do this for a while but now that i actually have time i just went for it so uh, i'm really excited i think after all this i think there's going to be a lot of cool things that are going to come out like people are going to come with ideas fresh eyes and so it should be really exciting with that yeah definitely no this podcast is awesome and it was a really great idea that you started it during this time it's perfect time (laughs) thank you thank you and i'm so stoked we were able to connect and get you on yeah Um, thank you yeah. Would you like to share anything uh, before we end? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've shared you shared with you most of my my life, but um, I'm excited that you had me on here. I was very honored to be a guest. So this was awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, in case uh, for the viewers, um, I don't think I mentioned this, but Lindsay and I have been friends since four or five, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were. Yeah, we were like little tiny tiny little babies yeah it's amazing we're still friends because when I was four I think I locked her in the bathroom when she was five so yeah and I I hated you for like a minute but like I forgave you pretty easily (laughs) because I was five but I remember I was like Ryan's not my friend anymore and then (laughs) three weeks later I was like okay he's my friend again like I'm over it but um, (laughs) yeah you're one of like the people I've known the longest and like still keep in like 
good touch with. So it's awesome. Yeah, same here. So yeah. Well, again, Lindsay, thank you so much for hopping on. And um, yeah, and let me know when that uh, you start getting your designs. I would love to check that out. Perfect. Yes, I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. It's been yeah, a real pleasure. All right. Well, cheers, Lindsay, and have fun. Cheers.